All right, guys, uh, we're back. Episode eight. Uh, we had a crazy, crazy last couple of weeks, man. I know we didn't even have. We couldn't even didn't have time to even film the last <laughs> week and a half. It was like I was here, you were there. I was in Ohio, and and I took an extra day and went to Michigan to get away for a day. But uh, it's it's good we're actually able to film this before we go to Florida for the Olympia. Yeah, it's kind of funny uh, because you know we we make these these scheduled plans to shoot everything, and I know. We were trying to do weekly uh, podcasts. I think the consistency, people want to hear the insight, and it's, of course, another competitive season, man. It's yeah. all kind of compiled into one. All the shows got pushed, and, you know, it's crazy that we'll be, uh, after next weekend, the, the uh, season will be pretty much done for, for the It'll uh, be done as far US as the Olympia. Shows. But then I think there's a bunch of, isn't there a there show? Are some, there are some other shows, but the main buildup of the year is always for the Olympia. And, yeah. you know, it seems like it just gets later and later, and, I think, you know, we'll talk about the schedule for next year a little bit. But, uh, you know, you just finished uh, a trip to the Arnold Classic. I did not attend this year. Uh, I had a crazy, uh, you know, my dad passed, um, which I didn't mention a lot. Uh, So he had been kind of ill for a minute and uh, struggling the last couple of years. So I actually went back for the services prior to uh, Mm -hmm. to that Arnold Classic. And And I was in a wedding, you know, on that Saturday. So it was like kind of like a turnaround trip come right back and I stood in the wedding for one of my friends uh, that introduced Angie and I mm-hmm. and uh, you know you kind of gave me the insight on uh, what happened down in Columbus which was kind of a strange year I mean we, we talk about Arnold Classics and I attended many uh, since the early since mid 90s probably I, all of them right yeah no since mid 90s I don't think I did every single one I don't think I was there like 90s yeah, you know what I was there quite a few of them and I competed in 98. Uh, 2002, three, and four were the only years I actually competed in that contest. And then, uh, you know, I was attending the rest for the booths, and you know, there was no expo this year. Yeah. There was no expo, and Arnold wanted a show to happen. He did not want a calendar year without an Arnold. He knew he couldn't have an expo, so he put up all the money, the whole production, the prize money, out of his own pocket and said, I'm doing this for the athletes, which I commend him for doing that because not many people would go promote a show knowing you're going to lose your ass, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. But he did it just to make sure the athletes, you know, still had a place. Yeah, so it was the biggest prize in bodybuilding back when I was competing. I won three years in a row. I won a Hummer yeah. truck, uh, H2 Hummer, all three years. I was winning a hundred grand. Uh, it was even hundred across the board, and then. I would win a couple watches too. I won a yeah. Rolex one year, the uh, the T3 watch one year. I don't think there was one year I did not get a watch, but that alone was the biggest prize. It was bigger than the Olympia because the Olympia was like 110 then. Mm-hmm. I think one year they gave the Olympia to try to you know even off. They gave an Escalade, but you know you couldn't mess with uh, you know a sixty thousand dollar Hummer truck, you know twenty k watch and a hundred grand. Yeah, it was still the biggest purse. And uh, that why it was so it was so uh, such at a different level I thought so it was kind of nice when I was competing at the Arnold Classic winning there and then going to Olympia and I was placing second I was getting seventy five grand for a second. Uh, now of course, it, I think it, seconds like one seventy five or one fifty now. I think it's one fifty. Yeah. yeah, and uh, you know Walker walked away with a hundred thirty k. Yeah, he uh, you know I mean I was sitting you know towards the front and it, Walker to me was a. a a clear it was pretty clear win for him um what detail does win what like do you, what what was the biggest 
like what jumped out the most that made you know what it is and i think with with any of the top champions they always got a couple shots where they just knock everyone out and nick has a couple shots that are that are undeniable like his most muscular is phil heath ish and his back double is it it, it just, he just knocks everybody out you know so nobody else in the lineup really like 100% nailed it. I think Ian was close, but the other guys just, you know, they were all off a little bit. So, and Nick, Nick was on. So it was a pretty clear win, in my opinion, for him. You know, if now, if all the other guys would have been 100%, you know, I don't know. I mean, it still could have been the same outcome, but it would have definitely been a lot closer. But, but Nick, it was, it was a clear, uh, it was a clear win. Yeah. I think we, we talked about like, we hadn't seen him stand next to some of these guys. Yeah. So it was really hard to see how he stack up. And I know there was a height uh, variance, yes. right? Yeah. So a little controversy with this show, a little controversy because of the call outs. Uh, yeah. You know, Kuklo and him were kind of a, a lock for first and second. It seemed like after yeah. prejudging and later that evening, this was a one day show. So it was morning and evening. Uh, they came back and Kuklo finished third. Yeah. So you know, there's a little questions on okay, how, what happened, right? How how did that shift? And as we know, which is different from my era, the uh, show now fifty percent is in the morning, fifty percent at night. It was never like that necessarily. I don't think when I was competing, I I didn't I never thought it was either. I always kind of thought it was prejudging when it was judge and night show was just. You know, Arnold made this they made this whole thing about hey, well, I want the posing round to count, so they're looking and judging the physique in the posing round. And I know there were some questions like, you know, because they chose a best poser award, which was kind of an outside uh, sponsorship, meaning the money came in. Uh, you know, through different sponsors, from my understanding. Mm-hmm. And uh, although the, the judges decided who that winner was, uh, you know, there was questions arise that, you know, because Sergio, who finished sixth, sixth. won the posing round and thought, okay, well, shouldn't he get the points? Yeah. But the truth is, is a physique is still judged. And, and I know uh, we did a YouTube video on that on JTV, and we talked about, you know, how it was determined. And I, I think, you know, for me, it would, the question was, uh, I didn't have, we didn't have like the best poser necessarily when I was competing. Like we it did start transitioning in like Melvin Anthony and Darren Charles, like those were the two best posers, but it wasn't accounted for. And as you know, I mean, even 2001 Olympia, I was ahead by six points after prejudging and, you know, Ronnie came back and, you know, he won through the posing rounds and whatever else. So, you know, the show was necessarily judged, but it wasn't spoken about as much. Like we kind of knew if you won prejudging, you won the contest, right? Yeah. So I think that's where, you know, there was some questions that needed to be answered. And I think, uh, you know, as you've seen, it's kind of unfolded. I mean, I, I think Nick was clearly the winner. Yeah. Um, Kukolo, you know, Ian second, third, I guess the points were very close. And from what I understand, Kukula wasn't as sharp or Ian was that much sharper on Saturday evening because from what they both, you know, Steve thought he improved and Ian said he improves. And the judges seem to think that Steve got a little softer and Ian got harder. Yeah. So that's where Ian. It was, it was super close. You know, like I said, I mean, Nick, Nick was definitely a clear winner and uh, I I would have, you know, if everybody else would have, would have nailed it, then it would have. And we kind of talked about this as the front runners. Um, the guy that's the sleeper is Rodriguez. 
yeah. is Justin. We, we, I, you know, I remember on JTV, I said, oh, you know, he's always there, you know, because he has a great back double bicep and he's got the shape like Victor Martinez. And, yeah. you know, and he slid into fourth place, which was crazy. I mean, he, uh, he beat some of the guys that we, we spoke about Akeem and Sergio and Max Charles and these guys that we talked about prior yeah. to the contest. And here we are, the guys. Justin looked, before. he, you know, he looked, he looked really good. And, you know, like as soon, I mean, look, as soon as you come out, the first shot is front double and mm-hmm. his, his front doubles, you know, is, is as good as anyone in the. In yeah. The he does that twisting front double yep. a little bit. And he's got the small waist. He's got the round yeah. muscle bellies. He's got the big arms and, and he was, he was in shape. So he, I mean, getting fourth place out of this lineup, I mean, I mean, if Steve would have been off a little more, if Justin could have been a little tighter, who knows? He might have moved up even one more place. Yeah, a little disappointing for Sergio. I mean, he definitely improved his physique. I think yes. it just he just came in a little too fuller than he was. He probably. put on a lot of muscle. He was as, as big as anyone up there. He definitely put on a lot of muscles since his last competition, but just you know, mistimed it a little bit. I'm kind of disappointed him and Steve aren't going to be in the Olympia. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, I mean they're both. Fan favorites. Yeah, well, they're both guys that are going to be lingering for the next few years and battle it out. They battled it last year for fifth and sixth, you know, and now this year, you know, it was the third and sixth, you know, it's separated. But as you know, Sergio, I mean, he can stand with anyone if he's in top shape. I think Sergio is going to do the Reno show. Okay. Coming up. The Legions. Yep. I think him and uh, Stanimal. I think Regan's doing it too. Max Charles, I heard, is doing it. So that might be a. I mean, that'll be a decent show. You're going to have three Cedric or four Cedric may be guys. in it also. Yeah. That's what I heard. I might have to go up to that. It's not that far. I've yeah, been it's in Reno, yeah. I might have to shoot up to that. So a couple of other guys. I mean, Max, uh, Muhammad. Uh, Akeem. Yep. Akeem, Akeem. I thought Akeem was a front runner going into the show. I thought he would have won it, and he was. He just wasn't. He's qualified for Olympia, though, right? Yep, he's qualified. Yeah, so. He won the Bahamas show. He's qualified. I mean, he got sixth at the Olympia last year. And now, look, if he nails it, this this whole lineup's a different it's yeah. a different story, but you know he didn't. Yeah, so uh, so it's going to lead us into uh, Olympia talk, mm-hmm. and uh, you know most exciting time of the year, Super Bowl, Olympia. Are you excited to go to the Olympia again? Um, you know what? I get excited uh, more for the guys, mm-hmm. meaning. It's a make or break show for a lot of people. I'm yeah. excited for like the Walkers, who's it's their first time. Yep. I'm excited for Rami, who's defending. Uh, Hottie, because he's actually here. Yeah. Like yeah six ha- weeks in Hottie, advance. Um, there's so many guys. I mean, Hunter, the new guy's coming in. Ian's on a on a run right yeah. now. He won two shows you know, in second at the Arnold. Bonick is you know finally going to get to compete. He was held off. I mean, hopefully Roley can make it. Uh, but I think, you know, the whole, the whole Olympia, the brand and like the, the whole thing around the weekend is just, it's exciting, right? Because not only is it just the open division, we can talk about, you know, is Bumstead going to repeat, uh, is Clarita going to repeat or is Lunsford going to get what he's been fighting for, for years? Uh, or is, you know, Kamal going to, uh, come back, yeah. come back and win it. I heard he looks amazing. Uh, and then, you know, you have, you know, men's physique is Brandon Herricks, Hendrickson going to repeat Andre. This is his second Olympia yeah. and he got fifth last time. Yeah. So, I mean, and then, you know, there's just so many question marks, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we have our own home, Jen Dory, who got second last year. She yep. just won the Arnold. Is she yep. going to actually win her first? 
Ashley Kay is coming back, and she's won three Olympias. Yeah, she got recognition this year. So there's just a lot of hype around it, um, you know, and we've been following it for a long time, and I want to go back in the history a little bit of the Mr. Olympia. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, the, the significance of the 212 versus the Open, right? And now we've seen, like, a hottie Chupin who's, who's transpired from 212 now to being an Open contender. Yeah. We talk about that with, with Lunsford, right? Mm-hmm. Can he can he get down and compete in the 212 and be competitive? You know, Flex Lewis had a battle trying to bring that weight down, yeah. and he's trying to go back, you know, and, and an open as an open competitor now. So you're seeing the transition, and, and back in the era of, you know, Arnold versus Franco, mm-hmm. you know, they had two divisions, which... In, in 1976, they had... An, the Mr. Olympia in a short class. So Arnold won and Franco So short won. class, you know, they called it a short class then. It's kind of discriminatory, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> You're short. Yeah. <laughs> it's messed up. I mean, I don't it's know, like, how tall was Franco? You know, I don't know. Five, I, five six? Yeah, maybe five, 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 six. So he would have been right in the mix with a lot of was these. Was he Flex Lewis's? What's Flex Lewis? I think he's about five, six. Yeah. I think him, Hottie, uh, Nick, I think they're all right in the route that, that yeah. range. Dexter was right in that range. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't I mean it so in 1976 they both won it and then they compared the two of them, which would be kind of cool. And they got an overall. I, I still think that would be cool if they brought out Yeah, what you know, happens if the 212 guy looks almost better than well, I mean, if it was <laughs> Rami, I mean, it'd be difficult, it's right? But, difficult. But you did that video last year of Bumstead. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that was we Rami had to do a photo shoot, mm-hmm. and so I went and picked him up, and, and we went we went to the spot, and we get in the back, and I see Chris Nichols is back there shooting, you know, Chris. And Rami's sitting there, and I'm like, yo, you two need to, like, like let's take some pictures of you two together. You guys just, it's you know, it's they both just, you know, won their divisions. And obviously Chris is classic, and Rami is as big as it can be as far as an open guy. And they just started shooting it. And me and I sat there and I was filming some and Ian was sitting on the floor because he just got done shooting. And that shit absolutely went viral. It went, I mean, I think mine got shared over a thousand times. And it was just it was just cool seeing them next to each other. Obviously, Rami's way bigger, but Chris still held his own. Yes, absolutely. If if Chris put 15 pounds on, he would you know, we talked about this before. He could go step in the open and, and hold his own against anyone. Yeah, I mean, Clarita, sure. Clarita's a smaller champion, right? He's a lot shorter. He, I think he's in five, the 180s, upper 180s. Is he 5'2 or 3? or I don't know, 5'1", five, 5'2". Five, yeah, so he's pretty. He's a lot shorter than Flex was or yeah. Kamal or whatever. But uh, Now, if he would have been in there, that would have been a cool shot. Yeah, three yeah, of, them. of course. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's going to be cool to see, um, you know, and uh, – so you I know. found out as far as a short class in 2002 or no, 2007, they brought in the 202. I think David Henry won the first mm-hmm. one and then they kept it at 202 until 20, I think 10 or 11. And then it went to 212. And I think that's when flex won, and then he just ran off seven in a row. So there's, there's a history of, of a, a shorter class, but, but then it wasn't height. It was, it's weight now. So it's not necessarily a short class. So someone could be a little taller and still. Do fit. you feel this year is, is as competitive as any? I think the two twelve this year, nobody's. It's not like when Flex was competing, you knew going into it he was the front runner because he was just superior to the other guys. But this year, 
and, and I hate saying this, not disrespect, but there, there's no front runner. Yeah. You know, I mean, Sean's the reigning champion, but Sean could be beat by multiple people. You know, if Derek nails it, I think Derek could beat him. If uh, Kamal nails it, he could beat him. If, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, why am I forgetting his name right now? One, uh, Chicago. HD Muscles. Uh, Keon Pierce. Keon. If Keon nails it. I mean, there's 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 four guys right yeah. in that mix that... I forgot about him, actually. Yeah, he just needs to get harder. I mean, I think if he got hard enough, is, yes, he would be definitely more of a contender, but I haven't seen him nail the condition beyond what yeah. he needs to from the backside yet. The shape will carry him through any yeah. show. Um, it's kind of like the Steve Lorius, you know, he yeah. always looked amazing and we'll see. I mean, we'll see if, I mean, if, if, if all four of those guys nail it, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't want to be the judge. I mean, they all got, they all got strengths. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like the classic. I mean, listen, Bumstead seems to be a lock on there, but you know, there's some great guys that really could challenge him. Yeah. I and mean, we've seen him battle Breon for years, but I think there's some new contenders that are up and coming. I, too. I, I and think, I think it's in just my opinion that Tim's that Robert Tim's mm -hmm. coming up and, I mean, there's so many guys. I think it's going to take a taller guy, similar structure to him. That seems to be the structure looking yes. at, right? You know, and and, and, it, and I hate saying that because, you know, it, you don't want to discredit somebody, but it's going to be very hard for a, a guy much shorter than him to beat him. Unless he's off, then then obviously anyone can pull in there and win it. All right, so let's um let's shift a little bit before we get into Olympia discussion. So we just went to Idaho Falls. Mm -hmm. That was our latest trip, and and guys, it's so great to be back on the road traveling again yeah. and being with these meet and greets. And we weren't sure how the turnout was going to be because in these times, you wonder, do people still have fear to come out, or yeah. are they facing cabin fever that they just want to get out and yeah. in, a, in droves and just come and support? Um, and we were going to a place where we weren't sure what the population would be based on it, but it was an amazing turnout for the Rip Nutrition event. Oh, yeah. No, we got there, and Brooke Ends came with. We all landed at the same time, and we went and went and trained and went and got some food and just, you know, it was just nice to get out kind of the old days. I, you know, I work from home, and, and you know, I don't work a normal 9-to-5 job. So me traveling is how I, you know, I get to see people. Mm -hmm. You get to have dinner and shoot the shit with people. And we haven't had a lot of that in the last year and a half. So it's just nice to get out there. And we got to the event and there was already a line. And as you and Brooke started taking pictures with people, I kind of walked out an hour later and the line was longer and longer and longer. And we're two hours into it. And I'm like, wow, the line's down and wrapped around the corner. So it was, it was exciting knowing that people were happy to get out and just come take pictures and you know, just yeah, it was a twelve. It was a twelve to three event. And I remember at like, at like two two fifteen, you're like, there's like a hundred people in line. <laughs> it's still, and you know, we were taking time with people, right? Because yeah. we had, had a little extra time, yeah. and uh, you know, the way they had it set up, you know, it was kind of like Brooke and I were taking pictures together. And for you guys that aren't familiar with Brooke Ends, you know, she's big, big in the CrossFit. Yeah, she's CrossFit and then movies. Sector. She was yeah, in Justice films. League and she was in Wonder Woman. Yeah, amazing, amazing physique and big inspiration for so many people. Um, she's good on media and, uh, you know, we yeah. can, uh, you know, we want to shout out Brooke because it was, it was just fun. It was fun event. When yeah. we end up leaving that evening, we flew right back and, and uh, you know, to get back um, in Vegas on the same day, it was pretty, pretty easy trip, you know. Mm -hmm. We want to thank Patrick and his wife and, for their staff over there for, uh, you know, that event. It was great. Yeah. No, it was, it's nice to just get back on the road. And, and it was kind of one of the, going into it, I thought to myself, 
you know, we, we got the Olympia this week, but after the Olympia, most of the stuff we normally had is canceled. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit. Let's touch a little bit. So we did have a tour set up. I did put out, it's on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. So supplement world Canada, who was a big supporter of mine, shout out to Josh and the team over there, several locations. Uh, we had to cancel the trip Yep. Uh, because of uh, restrictions and rules and regulations and fear of, listen, people are getting sick, you know, and, and I think it was just a smart thing to postpone it. Yeah. Not cancel, uh, postpone. Yeah, so we postponed it, uh, but it, it got canceled for that date. But we're going to continue to watch and, and monitor it like we talked about, I think, this past weekend. You know, who knows? We may be back there in the cold season. I know. I thought of that. And we're like, we're canceled. I'm thinking yeah. we're going to be back there in like January, February, northern Canada, and it's going to be like 40 below yeah. zero. So. We will, we will continue and uh, watch for updates on Supplement World and also through my uh, Insta stories and through my uh, you know, YouTube channel. And, and originally, we were supposed to go to Abu Dhabi that weekend after. That got canceled a while ago. And then you had your show, which is still on. It just got moved to a new location. Yeah, 30th of October, yeah. And then after that was supposed to be FIBO. That got canceled. Mm -hmm. And then we had a potential uh, Dubai event the weekend after moved. So... And then our Scandinavia tours uh, pushed to next year as well. Yeah, so we have the Olympia weekend coming uh, this coming weekend. Uh, this is we're doing this podcast on Monday, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But uh, you know, we are you know continuing our travels, and you know, we'll be updating whatever booked events we have coming. What do you? So. What do you what, if you were to compare the three: the Arnold, the Olympia, and FIBO? You know, if those don't know FIBO, FIBO is the biggest expo in the world. What, what's the difference between the three to you? Um, you know, listen, it's culture. You know, the, I think the Germans, it's really their only big event of the year. So, like, there's not a lot of other expos that they attend out there. So, yeah. uh, it is the biggest. You know, FIBO is the biggest. It's seven halls of Trade. Some two stories. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they don't, they don't, they do have bodybuilding with it, but not a pro show. Um, they, I, they might have tried it for a minute. They did it, for a while. I remember Cedric. Yeah. One hundred got disqualified or something one year. So it's, it's just, it's been an expo. I've been going there since 1999 was the first year I went. Mm -hmm. And I went for Gold's Gym. Uh, it's mostly vendors, uh, supplement companies. But as you know, there's a lot of European brands, a lot of popped up. Uh, but there's a lot of great um, international pros that go there, uh, along with fitness personalities, whatever else has grown tremendously. So uh, I would say that that is one of the biggest, the Arnold being second and the Olympia being third as far as expo-wise. Uh, not Let's not talk contest, but it's definitely uh, for sure expo size. You know, FIBO holds the ground, Arnold being second, yeah. and then the Olympia being third. It's it's massive. I remember the first time I went there, and I just you you come down that escalator and going because when you walk through the front of the building one, there's either you either go down or up. If you go upstairs, there's twenty or thirty or forty thousand people there. You go downstairs, there's thirty or forty thousand. I remember coming down and just seeing a sea of people as far as I can see, and then you realize there's seven plus other buildings like this there. It just it's just a it's totally different. Yeah, I mean, listen, Germany. In April, I mean, the weather is decent, but it's not a huge destination. If you ask me, like, the best destination, I mean, Arnold isn't a huge destination spot either, Columbus, Ohio. The Olympia, where it's held in Las Vegas, you know, Mr. Olympia, that's the biggest destination. So that was the big draw. Plus, it's the biggest bodybuilding show in the world. 
Yeah. Uh, it's the highest level you can go in the IFBB NPC um, family. So a way I look at it, like what stands the most ground, I mean, most recognized being the Olympia has been around the longest, right? Of course. Um, you know, Arnold Classic, you know, Arnold's name is massive also. And then, of course, FIBO doesn't have a figurehead to it necessarily. It's not a weeder show or, you know, a Schwarzenegger contest. So I think, you know, as far as recognition, people know the Olympia brand and the Arnold brand over the FIBO brand, but the FIBO is the biggest trade event yeah. uh, that well, we've seen. Hopefully hopefully it comes back next year because yeah, it's what, been canceled four times yeah, last year. And so we're scheduled right now for April 7th next year. Yeah. And uh, we'll be on it. So why don't you kick off this Olympia, uh, the preview. And I'm not going to give – I don't want to give predictions because I hated predictions. No. And that's one thing about, like, I've kind of reserved uh, that with these uh, podcasts. You know, I kind of have a lot of respect for the guys, you know. And I have, you know, some thought to what I want to say. I mean, I can tell you who I think – you know, is de- definitely going to be front runners. I think it's kind of it's I think kind it's of known. Fair. Yeah, it's fair. I, I'm the same way. I don't. I don't like predicting who's going to do what because I look. I, I've never competed on the Olympia stage, but I've been there and I've seen people in a matter of five minutes their physique change for whatever variable it might be that can make you from first to fifth. Mm-hmm. I've I've witnessed it. So you predicting what someone's going to do? It, there's there's too many variables. It that, that can change. <laughs> yeah. You know why I hate predictions because. Ronnie was ninth and moved to first. I was eighth and moved to second. Nobody uh, would have ever predicted you no, guys would be they, in you know, So there's always that one. It's like when we talked about the Arnold preview, we talked about Justin Rodriguez and him not really being in the top four or five, and he moved into four. So yeah. uh, I think you know, I think we know who the front runners are, and, I mean, we can start off however way you I'm gonna, want. I'm going to just give some names. You know, give your, you know, if you think they're going to be a front runner, okay. and if there's you know, pros or cons. I'm going to do it in alphabetic order. So first would be William Bonnick. Well, he's coming. I mean, he, he's been second. He's been, he was fifth last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely going to surprise some people. I think I, I would, if I would have to say, I would probably pick him to be in the top five, but, you know, he could finish, you know, between third and fifth for sure mm-hmm. in this contest. Um, second, Hadi Chupan. Third last or fourth last year, you know, second after the uh, night, night show, he was finals, he was yeah. he was straight second. Um, people are counting him as either winning or beginning second or third. I mean, I could see him in those positions for sure. I mean, he looks like he's improved and he's been here for a minute, so he doesn't have that dial an issue of uh, losing the water before the show. So, and he's still to me, he has that he gets that grainy yeah, hard, hard hard. Yeah, like a lot hard. of the other you know some of the other guys just don't. Uh, Brandon Curry. Uh, you know, he's, he, I would, if I was a betting man, I would put him in the top two mm-hmm. just because he's Mr. Olympia. Uh, he's been there. He was second last year. People are counting him out a little bit, I think. And, uh, he's got a lot of fullness and a lot of shape that, you know, some of the guys don't have necessarily that combination. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mamdua Elsby, Big Rami. Big Rami. I mean, he, he's, can he pull it off and yeah, win, I think, repeat? I think he'll win it again. I mean, I, I hate to make, like I said, predictions, but I, I feel that he's in the driver's seat to win this contest. Uh, Regan Grimes. And he was, you know, finished at the back of the pack. He's made some improvements. So I think we've discussed this a few times. A top 10 finish would be amazing for him. But anywhere, you know, I think he would float around that mark, maybe 10, 11, 12, somewhere around there. I don't, how many total guys are there? That's the question. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That are going to show up about sixteen. Okay, yeah. I mean, I mean, 
He's a top he, ten finish would be phenomenal for him. Yeah, he has he has the shape and he has the condition. And he's more size. He's taller. Yes. So for the people that don't, rec- he could he's be the tallest feet, guy yeah. on stage. Yeah, he's six feet. Yeah. He's tall, so he just has to fill out. But he's still he's still in his twenties. Yeah. You know, it's there's no need, there's no rush for it. Um, James Hollingshead. Big question mark. <laughs> Nobody talks about him, but he keys. I mean, top ten a- finish. I would expect from him. Yeah. Uh, but where it's going to be in that top ten, man, there's just too many too many variables with guys. But we haven't seen I haven't seen him compete yet, so I'm kind of excited to see how he looks compared. This will be my first time seeing him another one that we haven't seen compared to some of these guys. Yep, Hunter Labrada, uh, seventh, uh, eighth last year. Eighth, eighth. Yep, he placed behind Ian. Uh, I expect him to move up, man. I mean, he could be in that top five pretty easy if he bumps some guys out. But really depends on his condition. You know, we we need to see him sharp, sharp. Yeah. Patrick Moore. Uh, he's been 10th, right? He got 10th his first year. Yeah, and then uh, I think the second year didn't fare as well. But, you know, shape guy, another guy that I, hey, you, you know, getting at Olympia, any chance you have to get in there and stand, uh, do what I mean. A top 10 finish would be phenomenal for him here. Justin Rodriguez. Sleeper. Sleeper. He, uh, he, he could be the dark horse of the. Yeah. I mean, he could be in the top six, really, if he really, if you he know, really knocks some guys it. out. Yeah. He's got the shape, and and I always, you know, everyone always just looks at condition, and I always remind people shape matters. Mm-hmm. And for some time, some people just look at it like, well, he's in better shape, he automatically. You know, I don't see matters. him pushing the top five, but anywhere after that, he could be in there. I think Ian. Uh, you know, Ian. I mean, he was seventh last year, but I, I think you know, if he finished in that position or even sixth, that would be a big achievement for him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got. Him and Nick have the most momentum going into this show. Mm-hmm. You know, Nick won two shows, and he won two, and he got second to Nick at the Arnold. I mean, getting second at the Arnold's a, a yeah. big a big deal. And the guys that placed ahead of him last year, um, uh, Akeem placed ahead of him. Yes, and then Phil's not going to mm-hmm. be there, so you got you got two guys ahead, so he could potentially move up. It just depends on some of these other guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it could be. I mean, Nick Walker's a guy that's obviously... I was just going to name the next person's Nick Yeah, Walker. I mean, he's beat him, and I think, you know, he's kind of got his number right now uh, because we've seen Walker come in shape. I mean, that's the one thing he has against all these guys, including, like, the Bonics and the Hotties and um, Brandon Curry's, is he has that grainy, hard... I mean, his back to bicep, like you said, is a showstopper. Um, most muscular... I mean, it's a it was really, a similar to Phil. Phil had two. His most muscular and his back double were were show. You know, if they look at the quarter turns, that's where um, people can overcome Nick just because of the structure. Yeah, you know, he's he's a little shorter, and that's where you know a hottie Chupin might get lost, comparable to even an Ian who has a bigger frame, mm-hmm. who's wider. Brandon Curry, you know, he's, he's you a know, bigger frame. He's a bigger frame, so. You know, it's really going to come down to those quarters because if you watch the Arnold, I mean, Kuklo, I mean, in the quarter turns, kind of, I, I mean, he held his own against Walker. You know, he's got a wider back and from the front and back, the shoulder width. So it really depends on how they judge it, you know, and, and not to say Ian can't beat him, but there could be some some switch around there for sure. Um, Akeem Williams. Yeah, we've we'll, got to see if he can come in shape, man. If he comes in, you know, last year's shape, he's as big as anyone. He can be, you know, top six guy, no problem. But, sure. you know, by judging how he looked in two weeks ago, he may not be on that mark. 
And then uh, we'll just throw him in here, Roly Winkler. Yeah, Roly. I mean, <laughs> he's dangerous in any show. I'd just like to see if he I thought, get his size back. Not last last year, the year before. I thought he would have could have won it last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was third one year, and uh, he he was questionable that year. But he, I think he has great great potential to uh, to walk in this show and, and win it. But you know, I, I mentioned a lot of guys in top ten. Yeah. Which is scary, right? Because there's going to be guys that are 11th, 12th, and 13th. That are big that, names. Yeah, that are big names. Um, that's why I said some of these guys, and, and listen, we might be counting some guys out. I mean, that could really push in there. I mean, James is someone that, who knows, he could be a top four or five guy. We just haven't seen him stand with anyone. And, yeah. you know, Nick could slip. Ian could step up. Uh, Hunter could surprise us all with his crazy shape. I remember he's still 250-something pounds. Yeah. Uh, he He's dangerous in any lineup, so... I, when, when I look at this, to me, I, I mean, very competitive. I, I'm not going to make any you know predictions where everyone's going to fall outside of. I do think Rami will repeat. Yeah, but outside of Rami, there's six or seven guys that could fall from second. It, it it's it's going to be it's going to be tight. It all depends on. Yeah, I remember last year I predicted Phil Heath to win pretty clearly, and yeah. you know he finished third, and it wasn't the same Phil. But if everyone if Rami is on point and as good, if not better than last year. He, he probably will win this contest. Yeah, he's just just that much bigger now, and he's still got shape. And, mm-hmm. and so we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm heading out. We're filming this tonight. We're filming this, and I'm heading to the airport tonight. I'm getting in there early because we uh, we have relationships with Trifecta, both of us, and Trifecta is the title sponsor of the Olympia. And you'll be at the Trifecta booth, and so I'm getting there early with the Trifecta team, and they're going to start setting everything up for the Olympia. So shout out to. To Greg and Liz. Liz will be there handing out the awards, one of the co-founders. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the whole team being down there. And it's just the whole Olympia week to me is it's fun because you know guys like Regan, some of the younger guys, guys like Nick Walker, they're so excited to be there. And we get to sit back and just watch it unfold. Mm-hmm. And it just it's a it's a good time of year. It's an exciting week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to ever seeing everyone on Saturday. So you want to – oh, and also you haven't mentioned it, and we'll bring it back. I want to bring it up. You're getting inducted to the Sports Hall of Fame on Saturday. Yes. So that's taking place uh, in an outside area, like in the same hotel area. So that will be, uh, I think it's around noontime. How does it like, just how does it make you feel like you're getting recognized by not a bodybuilding entity, but an actual sports hall? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty cool that, uh, you know, I've transitioned now to this point and it allows me to reflect on my career a little bit, which I don't get a chance to often because. You know, being in, in my position, you just live life the way it is. And, you know, sometimes you don't realize your achievements and you definitely don't realize them when you're on stage competing and still trying to, to build your legacy. But now to sit back and, and be recognized, it's just a great opportunity. And, and, you know, Bob Goldman and his team over there, just, uh, you know, I want to appreciate them. So I just, I'm, I'm, I remember seeing it when it came out and I was like, dude, you're getting put in the Hall of Fame with Marcus Allen. Yeah. And with Stephanie McMahon and Billy Blanks, like, yeah, yeah, like it's pretty cool. Those people, those are Billy Blanks, the household name. Marcus Allen, anyone who's a football fan knows he's one of the best mm-hmm. running backs ever. And Stephanie McMahon, she's been running the, you know, what is it? Went from WWF to WWE, yeah, yeah. and like it's family. Yeah. This is a this is a big deal for you. So I just wanted to acknowledge it. You want to add? And we'll go through a couple of questions before yeah, we sure. get off this. So, what's your biggest pet peeve? A bed, an unmade bed. That's so random. Yeah, everyone should make their bed when they wake up in the morning. What? Where? Where? Where does that come from? I just, I don't know. Like, if the bed's not made, does it just piss you off? No, if I you're just in a hotel. I still think, like, I made my bed when we were in Idaho Falls this weekend. 
you make your bed or not in a hotel i just leave yeah well, i just don't like things being messy i think so you know what's weird um some i don't always but whenever i travel i have to have my bed made so when i come home i can't come home to like i just want to come home and slide in bed because sometimes you know you travel across the country around the world you just want to jump in the shower quick and so you don't make bed. your bed before you leave no, I, I do before I leave on a trip. Always, oh. I always do. I don't make it the first every thing day. I do every morning. I don't know every it's, day. It's kind of the military background, I think. You know, I remember I grew up that and staying with Ed Connors, Food Gold's gym. He was very adamant about us making our beds before we left uh, for the gym each day. <laughs> What's the funniest personal autograph you've ever been asked to sign for a fan? A breast. <laughs> really? I think I've seen A that. women's breast. Did she like, like pull it out? Or no, just... like she just pulled her shirt down, but. Uh, you know, and it was more awkward because the husband or boyfriend was there, you know, so it was hey, like... my wife's tit. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of strange, you know. What's the most devastating thing the airport security has taken from you during your travels? Food, personal items, et cetera. Protein powder. Because it'll test positive for explosives. Well, it's just, dude, you know, we thrived on our protein when we were traveling. I mean, if we didn't have something to eat... I mean, it was crucial, right? Yeah. We always thought protein was the answer for the fill-in meals, you know? So when they take the protein, you're disappointed as hell. I remember in, right after 9-11, I was out here. I was out here in Vegas, and I go through TSA and the shit beeps or whatever. And they pull my stuff aside. They're like, you have anything on this? And I'm like, no. And the guy takes my bag and looks at me, stares me in the eye, turns it upside down, and shakes it. And all my shit falls out, like everywhere. And there was a pair of toenail clippers in there. And then he handed it back and walked off. All my shit was all over. It was on the floor at ever. He just stared at me and just shook the fucking back like this. And it, all my shit went everywhere. Never forget that. Jay, if you had one workout left and you could pick anyone from history in the bodybuilding to train with, who would it be? And what body part gym era would you choose this workout? I would say Arnold for sure. Um, just in his, if he was in his prime just so I could see like how much volume they did. You know, I was always curious on the hours spent in the gym and, mm -hmm. you know, if they really trained without shoes on or, you know, what outfits. So you'd want to go back to the 1960s and. and yeah, because, because it was a lot less, you know, uh, you didn't have as much equipment back then. So you had to improvise with what you, what you did. And to be honest, I love free weights. I mean, that's mm -hmm. kind of like my, my uh, main exercises that I like to do. So I'm always curious. And, you know, he was kind of one of those guys that we all looked up to. That's a good answer. This one, this is a one that is relevant now. My question for you is, do you feel lifting weights has helped you with mental health throughout the barriers of your life? And, or could it help others? We have a severe mental health issue in this world that, that aren't, many aren't willing to discuss without, without feeling the negative thoughts or process or being judged. Yeah, huge stress reliever. I mean, that's how I started training was just because uh, I was tossed between family, work, and, mm -hmm. you know, whether I wanted to go to college and what I wanted to do with my life at 18. So I think, uh, yeah, for sure, it's, it definitely helps with the stress. And there's no other zone you can actually get into other than, you know, the, when you get in that zone of weight training, how it's crazy how much it affects you. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, weights can be something that would give people – not only the confidence to see their body change in a positive aspect, but, uh, you know, it gives them also the mindset um, and the dedication to focus on other things too. It really helps structure your life a lot. And we'll ask one more. Jay, what's your opinion on the way people always compare bodybuilders from the 90s era? I hate it. 
I do too. I hate it because like I mentioned, like the diet routines are different. The training methods are different. The equipment's a lot different. Um, there's a lot more knowledge today. And remember the guys today make a lot more money than the guys did back then. Yeah. Um, you know, this social media aspect has allowed them to do so much more. Uh, yes, they had contracts that were guarantees, but at the same time, like there's much more opportunity now for everyone to make money and build their own brand. It's not being controlled by an entity. So I think that uh, everything advances. I mean, you hear this many times, records are to be broken. Yeah. Uh, and we're all just adaptive to what is in front of us and what the judging, it's the judging criteria that people don't, you know, they need to recognize like, they're awarding guys to be bigger. You know, if a guy came in super ripped and didn't have as much muscle, sometimes the guys with shape win over that guy, you know, more muscle round muscle because, you know, it's still bodybuilding. It's not body ripping, right? Yeah. So that's why I get a little frustrated with the strided glutes and all that because some, some guys have to sacrifice that roundness and, you know, the quality of the structure in order to get that crazy conditioning you know so i still think that you have to judge the physique and and how the muscle flows and, and the roundness to the muscle yeah i think i think a lot of people take they pinpoint the conditioning too much all they care about is conditioning it's like dude there's, there's yeah and there's different divisions there's that. different divisions now to be more relative to that so you know classic physiques obviously don't hold as much muscle mass and they get in crazy condition and men's physique the same thing i mean i think we we overlook men's physique because they don't show their legs as much but I feel like, uh, you know, there's just a lot of opportunity today. And I, I think that, you know, just, just be aware that, you know, the physiques are bigger and the men's open and it's still the biggest seller. That's what people pay to see. And, and uh, you know, we're going to see it here in the upcoming Olympia in the next week. Yeah. Well, so any questions you guys have or comments you guys want to make, um, make sure you guys, uh, well, who are your pick to win the Mr. Olympia? Yeah, I was going to say pick your pick your post your your top five in order and maybe someone who wins will pick something and give it to them if they pick the top five correctly. yeah i'd like to i'd like to see who uh who picks the top i, I don't want to do it so i'm gonna <laughs> leave either. i'm gonna leave it up to the fans and uh guys I make think sure rami you, will win and after that it's yeah uh stay tuned for another episode we'll do a follow-up on uh the olympia weekend and and uh you know it will all be played out by then but uh thank you guys for subscribing and liking and sharing this video just make sure you guys comment it will really help with the algorithms and uh for another episode episode eight it's in the We're books out